The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
gosh. Hey, Steve. Hey, everybody. Um, I guess if we are, uh, if we've got a quorum, I will uh, go ahead and call our meeting to order. Um, let's see, let me get my stuff, my all my notes out here. Um, so welcome everybody to the uh, Tuesday, December 20th, 2022 meeting of the Ann Arbor Parks Advisory Commission. This meeting is broadcast live on CTN cable channel 19 and online on a2gov.org slash watch CTN. If you want to speak at public comment at today's meeting, you can call 206-337-9723 or toll free 877-853-5247. Enter meeting ID 949-7173-0415. Um, and with that, um, let's see, Josh, would you call the roll for us? Yep. Uh, Commissioner Borgsdorf? Uh, present in Ann Arbor. Commissioner Kraut? Commissioner London? Uh, here in Ann Arbor. Commissioner Marson? Here in Ann Arbor. Commissioner Montague? Commissioner O'Connell? Here in Ann Arbor. Commissioner Ramaswamy. Commissioner Skylas. Here in Ann Arbor. Uh, Council Member Rodina. Here in Ann Arbor. Council Member Watson. Here in Ann Arbor. And we have a quorum. Great. And welcome to our two Council Member uh, liaisons. We really appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. I hope this is a great experience for you and, and uh, for all of us. So. Um, thanks so much for being here. Uh, next, we'll move on to the approval of the agenda. Does anyone have any uh, additions or corrections to the agenda today? Hearing none, we will move on um, to our first public commentary period. Um, each speaker will have three minutes. And uh, now I ask if we have any callers. Uh, it looks like we may. Um, and Courtney is going to take care of handling that. Great. Thanks, Courtney. Caller ending 464, you are now allowed to speak in the meeting. Thank you very much. Um, my name is Linda Brower, and I was actually on PAC for about for six years for two terms in the early to mid 2000s and I was chair for several years. So I, I really love what you guys do. And obviously it's dear to my heart since I put some of my own effort into it. I'm calling today to talk about two topics that are on your agenda. One is the pros plan. You've got an update on that. And the other is the West Park band shop. And about the pros plan, I know you guys have been working on this for months and staff have too. And it's, it's out for review by the various boards and commissions that need to um, put their stamp of approval on it. But I wanted to um, ask two very important things that I have seen have been omitted and ask you to make sure they um, are put back in the plan. And one is early on uh, when you're talking about the demographics of the city and there's a table based on the last census data um, showing the popul. You've got the city divided into like I think five different planning areas and you've got a table showing the population increase and the square acreage of parks and open space in each planning area. And in the past, I because I was on PAC for six years, I actually worked and partially wrote two pros plans. 
And I have, for decades, the pros, that table has always included a breakdown of the population for each planning area and the, and the acreage of open space in each planning area and the ratio of the two. And that's missing in this pros plan. If you look at the other pros plans, they're all broken down and show that ratio so that it's, it's easy to see where the deficiencies are throughout the city. So I ask that you put that in there. I don't know why it got deleted. It should be very easy for staff to put it back in there based on the census data. Um, so I'd like you to do that. And the other thing that I noticed, I didn't realize this um, before. Now, I know the library lot, you know, that we have that proposal three that said what's called the library lot should be public land in perpetuity. And I know it's not part of the park system officially yet. I know Liberty Plaza is, but the library lot isn't. But I, it's just recently come to my attention that that zoned D2 or D1. I can't remember one of them. One but, and it should be zoned. Thank you. It should be zoned PL, public land, because as you know, it's owned by the city. And now there's a, a charter amendment saying it's public land in perpetuity. So even though this doesn't come under the rubric, of your department yet, I think it should go in the pros plan because you do talk about other open spaces in the city. So I'd ask you to add that. Thank you so much. And then for the West Park band shell, I go to West Park a lot. I love the band shell. I know it's closed for safety reasons because um, the wetland has kind of undermined the foundations. And I am just hoping that you will figure out something to save it. I know it's gonna cost some money. My preference would be to move it to the upper ground on the, I think it's the northern, no, it's southern part of the park. There's a hill. It could go up there. I know it's pricey, but this is a precious historical resource. As you know, it was built in the 30s by the, by the uh, works work, WPA, the Work Progress Administration. So I'm really hoping that you will, I'm really hoping that you will do what you can to recommend that it be budgeted to be saved. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in today. Uh, do we have any further callers? Does not appear so. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Um, with that, we will move on to approval of our minutes from our last meeting. That's the November 15th, 2022 PAC meeting. Um, is there a motion to approve? So I think it was item 8C. It should say enthusiastically moved. <laughs> enthusiastic motion by board. Just kidding. I thought the minutes were fine. I would move their approval. Thank you. Motion by Steve. Is there a second? Second by Anne, it looks like. Yeah. Um, any further discussion? Hearing none, all in favor of approval, please say aye or raise your hand. Aye. All opposed? All right. The motion carries. Thank you very much. We'll move on now to our presentations. And the first one is on embracing our differences. And we have Nancy Margolis joining us. Nancy, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm just delighted to be able to tell you a little bit about embracing our differences. And I want to be sure and say thank you to Josh for all the work that he has done for us. He's been just absolutely wonderful. I'll tell you a little bit about what embracing our differences is and the background and what we did this year and some of our accomplishments this year and um, then what some of our plans are for the future. 
Embracing Our Differences is an art and education program about diversity, all kinds of diversity, race, sex, LGBTQ, physical, mental handicaps, etc. This program started in Sarasota 20 years ago. Uh, I saw it in Sarasota a few years ago and talked with their executive director and said, would it be possible to bring this to Ann Arbor in Washtenaw County? And um, they said yes. So we had a little agreement that we were able to use their art, some of their art, and combine it with some of our local art and um, start the program here. The program began last May. It was the first time ever in Washtenaw County. We had 60 billboard size banners about diversity. By billboard, I mean they are six, 16 feet wide and 12 feet high, which is very, very, um, very, very large, as you can imagine. Um, the banners are about diversity, as I said, and the whole purpose of the banners are to spark discussions about these issues, to talk about the issues, to talk about inclusion, to talk about race and sex, etc. We paid for and sponsored uh, more than 50 field trips for schools, Ann Arbor schools and Ypsilanti schools with about 1500 children coming down. And the idea was, of course, we had, we trained docents who, and we paid students to be docents, students from Eastern Michigan University. And the docents were, to, the whole idea was to get the student to talk about the about what this is all about, to talk about what how they felt about it, to see some of the things. I actually have, I don't know if we can share the screen or not. Do we have a possibility for sharing the screen? Because I do have a little, um, I have some of the banners if you'd like to see them. Uh, have any of you seen them? They were at Gallup Park and um, Leslie Science Center Park here in Ann Arbor and Riverside Park and uh, Parkways Community Center in Ypsilanti. As I said, there were a total of 60 banners. So we did field trips. We um, offered special field trips for adults as well, again, with docents leading the programs. And we had, um, in the beginning of the school year, we provided special workshops for art teachers so that the art teachers in Ann Arbor could encourage their children to do some art and then submit it for our local art. And in Ypsilanti, we did workshops for this, for art teachers, music teachers, and physical education teachers. They have been so inspired in Ypsilanti that they are doing a year-long program about diversity and will be doing a presentation at the end of the year in May um, for the public at Washtenaw Community College. Um, is it possible to do a, a, a slide, a, a screen share or not? So you can see some of the... Yes, there should be at the bottom of your screen, Nancy. I see. Yeah. I see. I do screen share. Yep. Okay. And then I hit, hit the banners. Yep. And then nothing happens. <laughs> so you hit share and then you selected that? I did. Mm -hmm. Screen share. Yep. Maybe share down there. Open system preferences? No. Don't want that. If it doesn't work, it won't work. Let me do that. No. Yeah, you should. It, you should hit the green share screen. It should pop up with some options. And you so, select those. The only Bye. option it says is um, basic and advanced and preview. preview. And no one. Josh, I'm going to make her a co-host. Oh, okay. yeah. 
Good, thank you. Okay. You see one. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. This will just show you some of the banners that we had um, this year. This is one that was especially impressive for the students. It was called, um, the, I'm not, this is, I just told you what we're going to talk about. Each of the banners, as you can see, has a quote on it as well. The banners are, are done um, by artists from all over the world. In Sarasota, they select 60. We use some of their 60, and then we sent out a call for local art as well. And we had um, about 40 local artists submit work. From those, we chose about 28. Each one of the banners also has, as you can see here, a little quote. And this says, a best friend is someone who loves you for what you are, not for what you have. This is what the banners look like in the park. This is stand in my shoes. If you were to, uh, I can't read it. <laughs> if, you were, if we were to exchange shoes, would you be willing to wear mine? Be different. This is a very nice one. It says social equality cannot be achieved if the folks making the decisions all look alike. Diversity makes America great. This is a photograph, contrast of life. We're not remembered for what we have in life, for what, but for what we have given. Nancy, I don't believe that you're actually sharing at the moment. Oh, um, you don't see them? I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. What you can do after the meeting is yes. why don't you share share the images with me and I can I can pass them along to <laughs> the back. I know a number I know a number of people went down and saw them at Gallup. We've talked about it. Oh, did you? Oh good. Okay. But sorry I, about that. No, nope, nope, it's okay. <laughs> I wondered what okay. in the world I was talking about. <laughs> well, they're, they're, you did a good description of them. So I appreciate well, it. Right. Great. Okay. Um, <laughs> this so as I said, in at Gallup Park we had around 30 different banners. Leslie Science Center had six altogether. Riverside Park in Ypsilanti had nine, and Parkways Community Center had six as well. Sadly, in Parkways Community Center, you might have heard they, some of them were destroyed. We had to take them down because we don't know what who did it or why it happened or just what happened, but we're not going to give up. We're going to try and have them again at Parkways Community Center because we think it's important to have it there. Uh, today, I took a tour of parks in Ann Arbor with Adam, who showed me um, where we could have them at Burr Park. And um, we also went to West Park and we went to Southeast Park as well. We were interested in having not just a northern northeast location, which is Gallup Park, but rather something closer to the southeast. So hopefully we will, with your permission and the permission of Josh, um, have some banners next year at um, at Burr Park, because that looks like a wonderful location. We'll be following up with that. I, I was unfortunately been out a little under the weather, so I couldn't make it, but we'll have a follow-up meeting on that. I'm definitely excited to find a, another you look. I'm so glad that you are looking better or feeling better and you haven't coughed once. So, <laughs> so that's great, Josh. <laughs> I want to encourage it. Um, besides the workshops that we have done, we're planning, we're thinking about doing workshops for businesses in town. Uh, small businesses. We've worked with the university. I should say um, be, before I start that when I brought this back, I talked with the Anniversary Community Foundation. Many different local organizations developed a huge team of, of a, a very diverse team of people from all the different organizations in town. We have a wonderful board of directors and a wonderful board of what we call uh, a team of active uh, participants. We got very 
fabulous support from the University of Michigan, from Michigan Medicine, from Washtenaw County, from the city of Ann Arbor, from Parks and Ann Arbor Parks and Rec Department, and many, many, many others. Uh, if you were at Gallup Park, you saw a huge banner that showed all of our all of our wonderful, wonderful sponsors, and we are so very pleased that they helped us get started. And I'm hoping that they will be with us this coming year as well, to as so we as we grow and as we do more. There seems to be a need not for local, not for big organizations in town, big businesses, but rather for small businesses to have some training among their staff to look at things such that about hiring in a diversified way, how they can, why they can't. So we're hoping that we can help them do that by providing them with some training. Um, we'll probably do pro bono training uh, for the different organizations and businesses in town. I think I've sort of covered what we have done so far. Any questions? Thank you so much for the questions. presentation, Nancy. That was wonderful. I'm, I'm, I had a question about the locations for some of these trainings. Do you guys go to uh, uh, kind of do on-site training or is there a central location where you like to have the training? For the schools, we went into the school system. So, and that was at the beginning of this year. So we were at uh, Skyline for training there. We went at, in Ypsilanti, went into one of the schools as well. We and oh, Green Hills invited us in to do a training for them. It was very, very cute. They had about 40 students who were interested in doing community participation. And they divided into three groups, art, music, and um, uh, composition. We went into the school. We divided into the three groups, had uh, teachers for both, all three groups, and came out with a product. They actually are going to publish what they wrote, what the kids wrote. The art was started and will be submitted for some of the local art this year. And they wrote a song. In 20 minutes, they wrote a song about diversity. So it was very cute. They presented that. So yes, we go into the schools. We, for the um, businesses, we would be happy to do go, we would be happy to go into the schools or we could do a virtual, whichever they want to do. But this is all new. We haven't done it yet. I want to talk with other groups such as United Way and Chamber of Commerce and see if they'd be interested in partnering with us on something like this, because we want to share the uh, the opportunity for everyone. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Other questions for Nancy? I will just, while everyone thinks of their good questions, I will interject a, a little bit. I mean, we're very, Parks is very excited to part, continue to partner with Embracing Our Differences. It's a nice addition to our park system. It's a great, great, great artwork in there. Um, more importantly, I'm very excited the fact that we have our Director of Organizational Equity, Laura Orta, who will be handling the relationship um, and kind of the, the bigger picture, because this isn't just a parks program. This is a citywide program that we want to support. And by having Laura involved with it, we have an opportunity to, to ensure that it's handled and, and, and gets the support that it's need to be. So parks will continue to, to be a host to these, these banners, um, but look forward to, to working with, with Laura to ensure that this, this program gets the support and some of the other attention that it needs, um, as opposed to just being a, a host site, the city can be more involved with, with the program moving forward, uh, supporting some um, some data, some some surveys, some different things that, that Laura is gonna bring to the table, which, which we're very excited about. So, see. Laura is wonderful. Laura and I have met and talked and she's um, very excited at helping us with training for some of these groups that we're talking about. So she'll be a wonderful addition to the team as well. Um, 
it looks like Anne and then Ruth have questions. Hi, thanks for your presentation. And I, I saw the banners at Leslie and at, at Gallup this summer, this past summer. It was Good. really nice. Oh. What are your criteria for choosing a location to, uh, you know, where to display the banners? That's a really good question. Uh, the criteria would be visibility. Uh, we loved having Gallup because people crossing the bridge saw it and many, many people sort of vowed to come back and see it. In fact, we had many people who said that they had never been to Gallup Park before. They had never walked Gallup Park, which was really shocking to me. But I guess people from the West Side don't necessarily come over. So visibility would be one. Um, good parking would be another. And the parking has to consider bus school buses as well. Not that they would have to be there necessarily, but they'd have to have a turnaround zone, et cetera. Um, and here in Ann Arbor, we're trying to get two different areas. We'd like to stay in Gallup Park, but we'd also like to be able to serve the, the southwest side of town a little bit. So that's why it was suggested to us that we think very seriously about Burr Park. And, and from the park's point of view, I mean, we evaluate what our what our programmatic needs are, what's going on in the spaces to ensure that 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 this the this attraction. Um, is there um, is not going to impact what our what our regular use is? Um, you know we want to find a balance for that. So um, we'll continue to have those conversations. So so while Nancy has a number of initiatives that she she a criteria, we also at Parks have an, uh, a number of criteria as well. So mm -hmm. right, well, that's good. In Ypsilanti, our, our goal was to, again have it in different parts of the city to um, be more accessible to people who go to. Um, Riverside Park, and then more accessible to the south side of Salani as well, which is why we like Park Ridge Community Center. Uh, Ruth, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, too, went and saw them. I just want to say I really enjoyed them. I'm really glad that you also had them in Ipsy, which is uh, my second home because I've been working there for 15 years. And Good. Um, I really, really like the local ones. So I just want to say, I hope you'll be able to right. do, you know, more that those were really meaningful to me. Good. That, that's really good to hear. Yes, we have a call out for art now. I think we've received about 20 so far. We had some wonderful ones last year, as you saw from children, and those are very exciting. I should say that the banners all came down. Um, the end of September, and we're given free of charge to schools. So there's about five or six banners that are going up in Ann Arbor Public Schools. Five or six were accepted by the uh, University of Michigan, some for Eastern Michigan, Ypsilanti Public Schools, and then individual restaurants and businesses. Delana Center has one. And if any of you know of other places, the city has some empty walls Outside walls, they, it's got to be a really big wall because it's 16 by 12. So it's got to be a huge wall. We would love to have some outside in the city. It's beautiful public art, and it helps the message continue on through the year. We'll have all new art. Did I say that? It'll be all new art this coming year. I'm hoping, Josh, we might open up in April, but we'll talk about that. If we can get started earlier, it'd be good. We ran into trouble because we didn't have a long a bit of time for the school. So we only had six weeks in the spring and then four weeks in the fall. And we were overwhelmed with uh, classes wanting to come down and weren't able to handle them all. So we're hoping perhaps to go to the end of October, which um, will give us more time for school trips. Yeah, we'll continue to have the conversations and 
there, there's a number of things that are sit outside of parks that are, that we have to be aware of for, for the length of time and stuff. So, um, but we appreciate it. Again, we continue to be excited about it. So. All right. Any other oh. questions for Nancy? All right, Nancy, thank I'm you so, so much for joining. Thank you very much for asking me. I'm so pleased that some of you got to see it. And next year, be sure and watch for them. They'll be up at least in May. So I hope to see you down there. We'll give you a private tour. Many thanks. Sounds great. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do um, I leave you somehow now? Yep, I think the... Uh, the sort of I, you can just leave with the leave button or if you want you can just mute and listen to the rest right. of the meeting all right well okay <laughs> so we'll go on to our next our next agenda item which is uh the west park bandshell update um adam hi everyone um let me pull up my screen here thanks for being here yeah thanks for having me um can you see the presentation okay um, yeah, so I wanted to give a quick update on the West Park band shell and kind of what we've been doing. It's been um, maybe six or seven months since we did give an update. Um, so just want to spend a few minutes here. So just kind of running through where we were last spring um, in 2021, we noticed some um, kind of cracking on the stucco and some damage to the foundation. So that summer we had worked with HRC Hubble, Roth and Clark to do a structural investigation um, where they determined that we needed to fence off the band shell um, for safety concerns. Um, essentially that structural report we got in February or fall um, identified that the inside of that foundation had been crumbling apart like a, it was basically like a bathtub with mud in it um, that was kind of pushing outward um, causing they recommended um, we could either replace it like where it was at or they suggested moving it elsewhere within the park with two quick sketches. Um, what we wanted to do was kind of expand on that and make sure it, either option was around $2 million is make sure that we're doing this the right way. Um, so we wanted to kind of look to do more of an extensive community engagement and outreach to see what the public wanted to do. Um, throughout this summer, um, it was brought to our attention that the Banshaw had received a grant from the National Park Service, um, which committed the city of Ann Arbor um, for, I think it was 30 years um, from the reception of grant to keep the facility unless there was um, larger circumstances, which I feel we meet. Um, so we'll need to coordinate that. But we are doing some research on that and coordinating with the Department of Natural Resources to know what we could and could not do. Um, at the end of the summer, um, beginning of fall, we began conversations with some of our consultants that we have um, public service agreements with um, to start developing an engagement strategy. And then we're hoping to, um, we've received their proposal, we're hoping to begin our engagement efforts probably in January or February next year, uh, moving into the spring. So who are our consultants? So um, we're going to be using Smith Group, who we have um, a standing contract with. Um, they are a collective of landscape architects, engineers, they have structural engineers and architects as well. Um, we liked what they helped us do with the Gallup Park Bridge and Roadway. Um, we felt it was a comparable size project um, and the efforts they put through there. So we wanted them to help lead this effort with us. Um, 
And then we also want to have HRC um, help as well, since they did the structural analysis and they have that technical aspect to answer any questions and determine what's actually feasible as we move forward. So the first thing that we're going to do when we start um, this process next year is we need to form a working group. Um, this is going to be formed before we really do anything. It's going to be involved in our kickoff meeting to make sure that we're going in the direction that we feel we need to. Um, they're going to meet throughout the process, um, all the major milestones, um, decisions that are made. We want a group kind of coming together so we have a good voice for that. It's going to be an important piece of the engagement plan, um, and it's going to provide a lot of valuable feedback. Um, it's going to be a lot of park staff, different areas of the parks department to really um, give different voices to things. And then it also really helps provide consistency through that process. If you have one group that's kind of working on it the whole time, um, there's continuity in case anything ever comes up. Um, you have multiple people that are aware of what's going on. Um, so the first uh, round of engagement that we want to do, we're really there just to listen and learn from the community. We're not going to put forward options. Um, we want to hear what's important to them regarding the band shell, um, what are challenges they've seen in the past or things they want addressed, um, and then what, what kind of vision do they see for this? What Not only the band shell, but West Park where it's at, because whatever we do makes some big changes to that park. And so we wanna hear what's gonna be involved in that and what those implications are gonna be. Um, we spent a lot of time thinking about what groups or how do we approach different um, groups of people. And what we are thinking is um, we're going to meet with the adjacent neighbors, um, have a direct impact to the park. Um, these will be kind of, uh, we're thinking, in-person, more personal setting. Huron and Chapin and then 7th Avenue, we thought those made good breaks of how to manage the size of people to make sure that they have a voice. Um, in addition, we also want to do, uh, we realize this is more than just a neighborhood element. There's a big community aspect. So park users and just the community in general. For that, we're thinking for this first round, it's really like a survey or it's some sort of online feedback um, just to kind of hear what everyone's wanting, um, which is going to give us some good information moving forward. So after that, we're going to have HRC and Smith Group do, they're going to do a site analysis. Um, and look for important site characteristics to determine our opportunity and constraints. They look at physical features, topography, soils, trees, wetlands, drainage. So we're not doing something that's going to be causing an issue down the road like we have now. Um, in addition, they're going to look at circulation, where vehicular traffic coming from, pedestrians. We have this big accessibility study. So making sure that when we're doing something like this, accessibility is taken as a right up front forethought. Um, so they're going to take this information from the site analysis and what we heard from the community in that first round and develop a series of conceptual plans. Um, these are not the final plans, but they're going to show different elements or different things we can do. Um, they'll work with this working group to kind of get feedback and discuss them. Um, and then a really important aspect here is we're going to get cost estimates at this time um, before we go to the public for a second round. We want to kind of put up guardrails as we're calling them to make sure that this is kind of staying in something that's actually feasible that we can do. Um, so we wanted to make sure we are getting cost estimates up front so we know what we could and could not do. So the next round of community engagement is really feedback on our concepts. 
So we're going to present um, these different options. We want to hear what people like, what they don't like, if there's any other opinions we haven't thought about or other ideas. Um, and so again, what we were thinking is we're going to keep those same groups. So we'll meet with the adjacent neighbors, Miller, Huron, and Chapin, and 7th. How is this directly going to impact you as you live behind it? Um, and then for park users and community, what we wanted to do was more of an open house style format. So it's more personable. We can, um, we'll have the consultants, we'll have working group team members, we'll have people there to just talk one-on-one, -on -one, which I think is important to get feedback at this stage. Um, so people's voices are more heard more clearly because I know a lot of times with surveys, it's like data points where you really want to be able to talk and discuss. So after that, um, based on the community feedback, um, everything that we've heard, the um, consultants are going to help finalize a conceptual plan. Um, it's going to be, they're going to work with the working group on that so that we have kind of a, a unified voice. This is kind of what we're thinking of moving forward with. And they're going to put together a final project report, which will outline everything we've done for engagement, all of the findings that was discovered, um, a final conceptual plan, and a cost estimate. And what that report's gonna do is that's a tool to help us move forward. We know the plan, we can start looking for funding options. We can start coordinating with MDNR National Park Service to make sure that we're doing everything that we knew that kind of make sure we stick with the grant that we got and the rules by that and make sure they're okay. Um, and it will also just help get the word out about what we're doing in the community. So, cause I know there's a lot of fears about what we're doing and we wanna be transparent and say, this is, this is kind of what we're gonna do. So it's gonna help us move forward. Uh, so with that, that's kind of where we're at now. Um, I would be happy to take any questions. Um, we don't have the um, contract signed yet with Smith Group so we can still alter things, um, but this is kind of what we've been working on for the last um, little bit. And so love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much, Adam. Um, so it looks like there are two rounds of, of um, public comment that we're looking to go through here. Do you have a sense of how long each round is going to take or, or um, take based on the, what you've heard so far? So I'm guessing that this entire thing is probably like a five, six month process. Um, I think we need to develop the materials first for this first round of like hearing. And then I think there's going to be a gap where we're developing the plans based off that first one. And so what I'd like to do is that final round where we're doing um, like an open house style, I think it'd be cool to actually have it like right here at this like plaza area out. So like nicer. So like May, June, I think like that would probably be a good time because I think it'll help people to see what's gonna happen in real, like your real world, your real environment, rather than being somewhere else. Um, so that's kind of what we're hoping. Thank you. Uh, Larry, I have a question. Yeah, thank, thank you, Adam. That's a great update, very interesting. I was curious about, you mentioned a grant from the national parks. Is that specifically to fund this project? So in 1990, or we received a oh. grant from the National Park Service to essentially build the ramp um, and the accessibility portions on the back of the band shell. It didn't really impact the band shell itself. Um, it was a small amount grant, but when we accepted it, we basically said for 30 years, we'll maintain this structure. I see. Um, so that's kind of where we've been. We've been sharing our structural reports with them and everything. Okay, thanks. 
And, uh-huh. and Larry, I think where your question is potentially going, this is probably going to be a, a project where we're heavily involved with with various grant groups. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we are. I mean, this is as we as we heard a year ago. I mean, this is roughly going to be at a minimum a two million dollar project, and that was you know a year ago, which means that this is there. Um, you know, we as we move forward with whatever decision is made for this location, there's going to need to be a number of different collaborations, a number of different ways that we look at how do we fund this because um, this is this is a major expense um, and, and it's going to be regardless of what direction we go in, we're going to have to find additional funding sources to support this this initiative. So, and to follow up on that, all of the grants that we go after, they want to see a, a really good community engagement strategy that has taken place. And so our final report is really going to help us. I think when we get to that funding stages, we've really done our background um, to do this the right way. Uh, Rachel. This is um, a really great presentation. It seems comprehensive and well thought out. I just wanted to share that. I had a couple of questions about the work group. The first one is what you were thinking for a size of the work group. And then the second is whether or not um, your department had given any thought to what sorts of stakeholders might need to be included. Yeah, so um, originally we were thinking in the six to eight range, um, which gives, from my experience, everyone has the ability to talk and really weigh in. Um, If you go too much larger, you start to lose that. so that's kind of where we are. As to the stakeholders, that's something that we're really still trying to figure out. Um, you know, Josh, if you wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a balance of what we want to look at. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a, a heavy contingency of, of, of park staff, um, you know, that both are the planning, you know, leadership, programmatically and maintenance type of things. Those are, those are important things that we need to be aware of of any planning moving forward. Um, you, we've got, you know, community engagement individuals within the city, um, potentially some engineering or, or planning type of individuals. And then we may look at, at, at PAC and see if there's individuals from PAC that, that has a, have a community engagement side of it, uh, a community connection with it. Um, and then the, the other part is, you know, the user group. And I think that's one of the things that as we look at the long term plan for this is how do we get people back into this band shell utilizing it in a, in a certain way. So we don't have a final answer on that. You know, we want to get to a number that is productive, you know, and as we go into the working group is is somewhat designed for us to focus what, what do we want to present in front? What do we get back from that information? What do we present again? And then how do we make that final decision? As we go through the various interactions with the groups during the public engagement, there will be reach outs to different groups. So there might be a an additional meeting that we go with Michigan Theater, the Civic Band, you know, Penny Theater or Penny Seats, um, you know, these groups that that have utilized it in the past or rental groups. So we continue to try to, to evolve that conversation. Um, but what we want to do is when we're sitting down doing the planning, we want to make sure that the, the, the community engagement component of it gets asked, all the right questions get asked. So and so we may we may vary that group um, at the beginning. So. Yeah. Um, Anne. Kind of uh, tying into what you were uh, just talking about there, Josh, I'm sort of curious over the last, you know, prior to the pandemic, prior to the band shell being fenced off, 
over the past 10 to 15 years, who, who was making use of the band shell? Um, you know, one of the things that, that staff will do to get back to back is get a, a list of those actual users. Um, you know, I can give you that we have all of that information. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I would say that historically it probably hasn't been utilized as, as often as it could be. Um, you know, it, it creates a number of different challenges, um, and opportunities as well. Um, the civic band has, has historically been there. Penny seats has been there. Um, we've had various different festivals and things that take place in, in West Park that have utilized it. Um, we've had one-offs, um, and I'm sure that I'm missing some other ones that are there. But, you know, I think, um, again, the iconic nature of the band shell makes it a wonderful place to hold events. The size of it, the space of it creates some other challenges. The accessibility of it creates some challenges with, with what can be done there. It's not easily accessible for people to get there, for users, for the concerts to get there um, for those type of things. So those are a lot of the conversations and the questions we're going to have. Um, and so I, I think that there is that balance of, you know, this space being what it is, how can we best utilize it in moving forward? Because um, we want to ensure that that whatever happens with this band shell, that the use is, it, it meets the need and the wants of the use moving forward. Rachel. You can. Following up on that, uh, does the department have um, any hopes or vision for who users might be in the future? I know that the budget is hanging out there, um, but not necessarily setting that aside, but considering perhaps the prosperity mindset, um, who would you like to see using this asset? Um, you know, I think um, obviously part of the reason that this is this is so iconic is the the histories of the 60s and 70s when when some of the pictures that were taken that were used in this presentation with Jerry Garcia and potentially MC5, you know, different concerts that were taken there. Um, you know, that the 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 community surrounding um West Park has changed in that amount of time. You know, the the tolerance for for concerts and, and amplified music has changed. Um, there's a variety of different things. I mean. I would want to see this space, you know, we're, we're investing $2 million to, to redesign the space to do it. You know, I want to, I want to see it as a destination that we can use it for, for various concerts multiple times a year. I mean, you think about what goes on with silent lunch, lunch or top of the park or, you know, movie nights. I think that it is, it is our responsibility to be more proactive with it. And so that as we design this space, it, it is designing it for the future, not for, the 60s and 70s when those mm -hmm. previous concerts took place um you know i think that you know ensuring that it, that the 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 foundation and the the space behind the band shell are accessible that have have the storage needs for if a, if a civic band co comes back that they can store stuff there if there's there's places for maintenance to be there there's there's ways for us to hold events there all of those type of things are the plan that we have moving forward um you know and again, it's it becomes the the challenges of identifying how do we have this space to meet those needs. And so, as we look at moving forward, we've had uh, Michigan Theater has reached out to us about the band shell and how they might be involved. Um, you know, individuals associated with Sonic Lunch have reached out to have conversations. So we'll have these groups that work with us in other areas. We'll have those conversations 
so that we understand what their their wants and needs are mm-hmm. um, so that we can move that forward. So hopefully that kind of answered your question, Rachel. I'd say so. Thank you. I also want to say on that, <clears throat> that first round of community engagement, what I'm most excited for is to hear from the neighbors and the community is how they want to use it. Like that's a big aspect. And right now we get a lot of calls and emails from people that remember the concerts in the sixties and the seventies, but I'm not talking to like the newer people that are there that might have ideas. So I think that's kind of one of the exciting things for me is kind of where can this go? And we're going to hopefully find that in that first section. And and the one thing that wasn't mentioned in, in Adam's report, and and it's one thing that'll be key to it is as we go through this first stage, there's going to, we're going to work to get some education out there. You know, what are, what are some of the challenges that are there? What are some of the opportunities that probably really kind of, we don't, I don't want to go into the first round of educate uh, of community service, community engagement with what does everybody want with yeah. no understanding of what we can't do or what, what, you know, everyone, it's an iconic space. It, it looks really great with the hill there. And, and, and it's a great picture that's right there. But in 15, 20 years, we're going back and spending another 20, you know, $2 million, $3 million to, to do the exact same thing if we leave it in place. So that has to be understood by the community that it's not just let's keep pouring money into this to make it iconic. Um, it needs to be it needs to be usable. It needs to be sustainable and it needs to be um, we need to be responsible for our, our finances in the future as well. So. Well said. Um, other questions for Adam or Josh on the West Park Vanshell? Thank you guys both very much. It's a, a thorough update and we're right in the thick of it now, it seems like with this. So thanks a lot. Thank you. Um, and uh, Adam, don't go far because uh, my understanding is <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> talk about uh, the, the pros plan next. We have Hillary, I think, as well with us. And uh, so Hillary and Adam, take it away. All right. Um, let's share my screen here. Can everyone see? All right. Um, so this is just a quick update. We wanted to just kind of review, um, you know, where we are in this process, because we've been talking about the pros plan for a year. So, you know, this process kicked off in January, but really the kind of community engagement um, started this spring with the online survey that was open for two months, over 2,300 respondents. Then into the summer, we met with six different focus groups on special topics related to the pros plan, um, followed by two, um, additionally two public meetings, one virtual, one in-person. And um, during that whole time, we're also open for email comments as well. So now we're kind of reaching um, this next stage of the process, which is this open review um, comment period. And so um, in mid-November, City Council basically approved to distribute the PROS plan um, for this public comment period of 42 days. Um, And so anyone's able to review it, uh, send comments to us. You know, really the intent at this stage is to kind of have this last call for any finishing touches on the plan, you know, making sure that nothing was overlooked or, you know, is in need of clarification. Um, We are reviewing and reading all of those comments, you know, taking those into consideration. At this point, we're not anticipating substantial content changes, um, you know, but we do take every every comment into consideration. So um, 
this Friday, this kind of public comment period will close. And then that brings us into the final stretch, um, which is January 3rd, you know, the special PAC meeting um, to look forward to hopefully a recommendation for approval. Um, prior to that, we'll be sharing the, the final um, copy of the PROS plan, as well as um, a summary and all of the comments we've received during this period for your review. And then um, the following day, January 4th, Planning Commission will get the same materials um, and have a public hearing and um, recommendation for um, City Council approval. And then we're currently targeting January 9th for City Council adoption. Um, you know, this is all um, working towards this deadline to submit to the Michigan Department of Natural Resources before the February 1st date. Um, so yeah, so just wanted to kind of let everyone know where we're at in this process. I know we had one public comment earlier. I know there's been a couple uh, people copied on um, some public comments that were submitted via email as well. So I don't know if anyone has any questions um, at this time about the process at all. Anne, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I've been on some of the emails, but I was just curious as to um, how the amount of feedback you've gotten has compared to planning processes in the past. Um, I'll say this is my first time going through this planning process, but um, what I'm feeling like is that we're getting a lot more comments kind of in this final stretch, so the open comment um, review period. You know, I think once you see the draft plan, um, you know, people, there's a lot of people who have a focus on, um, you know, issues that are really important to them and that they care strongly about. So I think um, that's brought certain groups that are interested in kind of those focused areas. Um, so we've received, gosh, off the top of my head, maybe 10 to 15 um, email comments to this point. Yeah, and and I, I, will, I will add to that, I think that um, if you look at it, um, if you look at the previous pros plan, uh, the section that talks about this public comment, um, there was one um, that was included in the pros plan previously, um, and and again, I think that there's a there's a number of them that are continued um, that will be included here after this one. So um, I think there's a number of different ways. Um, and the other thing that I will talk about is just I mean the timing, it, the timing of the schedule is is not necessarily ideal. Uh, you know, the 42-day window is actually a requirement of the Planning Commission uh, to be part of the pros or be part of the comprehensive plan. It is something that sits outside of, of, of the Parks Department. We required a 30-day, I think, MDNR requires a 30-day. Um, and then just because of a council approval, there are some various different things that kind of delayed it with it. But, um, you know, we really wanted to reach out on the, on the January 3rd to give, um, to give this group first right to approve this plan. Um, so we will be setting up, we'll be sending out that that meeting request here shortly this week to get it out there. But um, I wanted this group to have the first first run at that approval. So sorry. I talked about something else that wasn't Hans' question, but yeah. <laughs> what happened when I talked? Uh, Ruth, go ahead. Oh, and then Steve. Um, let's, let's let Ruth ask her question, then Steve can. So um not a you know i think overall you did a great job with the plan um and but i did want to respond to the commenters the one on the phone the email we got about how you should characterize the center of the city and to my mind 
It's not parkland now. It is an issue for city council to, you know, kind of address in in the future. But um, I like I think you ha- you have to address it as the zoning it is now, and not as the zoning that somebody else feels like it should be, because that's not your role. Um, but that's that's my main comment about that. And otherwise, I, I didn't, I just thought it was very good. Thank you, Ruth. And I, and I will, I will, and we, we are aware of that comment. We are aware of that. We're, we're having several conversations internally. Um, and the zoning question is one that is different. I mean, that whether it, it probably should be zoned as a PL as opposed to D1, um, that's, that's not a world that we take. Um, we are having conversations on how to to include um, it appropriately in this plan. Um, and so that is one thing that we are aware of. Um, you know, it is not a space that parks maintains plans for, programs for, or funds at the moment. Um, and so while it can be in the, it may be in the pros plan for various reasons, um, how it is defined as a park is, is, is a deeper conversation than this moment in time of the pros plan. So. Thanks, Josh. Um, Steve, go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Um, the Council of the Commons has had a look at the pros plan as well. And I think um, there are comments. I assume that some of them will be in that direction and sort of how to characterize the center of the city or you know, how to how to reflect uh, upon proposal A from 2018 in the in the pros plan. Um, so I understand that there will be a meeting maybe even tomorrow with some of the council center of the city people, um, to try to consolidate whatever comments there may be. Um, again, I've read it. I thought it was, I think it's good. I mean, they certainly, these documents seem to follow a certain rhythm, um, and they have a sort of a structure and this is an update. It's not like a brand new like you're painting on a blank canvas kind of thing. Um, in general, I think it's a very valuable document. It's got a lot of good sort of history. It's got a lot of good facts. It's got a lot of good, um, just raw data in terms of feedback that we've gotten about the pros plan and so forth. One comment that I wanted to make in the heels of the discussion we just had about the band shell is the portion that's talking about sort of capital expenditures in the future. and just to acknowledge, there's a long list of things there. Um, and if you said, hey, let's spend $2 million in the parks, would we say, hey, let's build a band shell or let's move a bit, you know, where would that fall in our in our list of priorities? Um, and just so part of reading the pros plan is kind of realizing the, the, that's one of the things you get when you have 160 parks is there's a lot of things that need doing. Um, and so just to kind of keep that in mind as we have those discussions about specific amenities. Great point. Thank you, Steve. And, and there'll be, there'll be a, you know, in the coming, in the early 2023, as this gets, this gets finalized, there'll be some things coming to pack that will give us even more information to, to utilize as we think about how we make decisions moving forward. So that that's something we're excited about and the pros plan does do that. Um, and yeah, I, I appreciate that. And and I will say that with Hillary, Adam, and myself doing this for the first time, 
our focus was on an update, not a redesign. Um, we have gone through this process and understand that there are a lot of things that, you know, in, in five years when we do this again, we will probably look at and, and do differently um, based on, on who we are, um, but definitely is an opportunity for us to, to move forward. Um, but I, I, I have to applaud Hillary and Adam who did the, the majority of the work on this. Um, they put the time in, read through a lot of different things, a lot of comments, um, and really have done a great job in putting this plan together. So thank you. Thanks. Thank you both so much. Um, anything else on the pros plan before we move forward? All right, uh, Hillary and Adam, thank you so much. Appreciate the comments on this today. It's a really, really thorough job and incredible. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, we have uh, a number of reports. Uh, first from our parks recreation manager, Josh. I'm going to try to try to be quick because if I talk too long, I'm going to start coughing. So um, just a couple of things. First off, um, I want to introduce Adarius Bryant, um, who is our new deputy manager. Um, he is in his seventh day on the job. Um, so I just if Adarius would like to kind of come off mute and introduce yourself and say hello. And that'd be great. Hi, everyone. Um, like Josh said, uh, my name is Adarius Bryant. Um, coming to Ann Arbor um, after about a year of living up here, but um, definitely been involved in a lot of um, public uh, recreation and um, government facilities and everything like that. Um, I'm definitely excited. I'm really happy with how engaged the community is and everything, and it's um, definitely been great so far. Um, I love everything about the staff and everything here. And, um, the pros plan that we just went over. I've uh, had to read through it a couple of times already on, even though it's, uh, I've been a couple of days on the job, but I, I've uh, definitely seen how comprehensive um, it is and that we're, and I'm really happy that we're actually looking forward and have some um, great things uh, moving forward with the community as well. So thank you all for uh, being a part of that. Um, yeah, we're, we're very excited to have a Darius on board, probably nobody more than me, um, although I, I imagine some people that report to me are excited to have um, somebody else to talk to besides me. So uh, Darius is going to have a, a have a very intensive, immersive onboarding, um, be at a number of the facilities multiple multiple weeks in a row, really learning what we do on a day to day basis. So really excited about what he brings to the table. So you'll be seeing him uh, in and around um, these meetings in the facilities a lot. So. Um, with that being said, um, I will also, um, we are in the current process of the budget um, building process, um, which has been going on. Staff have been working on forecasts, thinking about opportunities in regards to what they might be able to do um, moving forward, where are changes, what are impacts. Um, so we'll be working through that and we'll be getting to um, have those conversations coming to this group. I believe our finance committee right now is, is Lauren and Larry. Um, if there's any other PAC members that would be interested in enjoying in with that, um, please send me a note. Um, be more than happy to schedule some time for us to talk about it, kind of give some ideas of what we're looking to do. Because um, unfortunately, um, it's going to be what we have to do moving forward is going to take take some funding and you know I, more eyes make it work well. So. Um, Look forward to that. Um, 
The other thing, obviously, we are heading into the holidays, um, which means that we have a number of open skates taking place at Veterans and, and Beer Park over the next two weeks. Um, lots of schedules. Almost every day there's open skates during the day. Um, it was a great opportunity to get out there, enjoy the weather, enjoy the, the facilities. Um, you know, while most of the other staff takes breaks, um, vets and, and beer staff are pretty busy this time of year. So we're there. Um, then, Hillary, I'm going to call you back on, if you don't mind, to give a quick little update on Vandermeer Bridge. Let's see if you can get. Sorry. <laughs> she, didn't know that I was, she didn't know I was doing this, but. Um, I was actually talking with Adam at his desk. <laughs> so I ran back into my office. Um, Vandermeer Bridge, yes. So um, one of the delays was caused by the timber decking, which is a specialty size board um, that had to be ordered. And the original quantity that was ordered was not delivered. So we, we didn't receive the quantity we needed. So we had to special order additional ones that had to be cut, um, pressure treated, dried, and then they just got shipped up, arrived on site today. So we have additional staff working really hard to get it open by the end of the week. Um, so hoping for a holiday miracle um, if everything goes according to plan. So um, that's the latest kind of timetable for that. Thank you for that update. My father was just griping about that to me today. Um, uh, so I'm griping, myself included. The supply chain <laughs> issues. They had to grow the trees from my understanding, grow the trees, then cut them yep. down, then pressure treat Basically. the wood, and then ship it along. Okay, yes. got it. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, it, it has gone on lo much longer and, and the delays and anytime we, we we'll pull things up, there's always a challenge with it. So we get more details, but just um, that's the, the last major project of the year. So we're, we're working to, to get that done before it. So, um, but I appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, so how about the M14 bridge work that's happening in the same vicinity as the Bandemir bridge? Yeah, I, that's not a city project. That's an MDOT project. So I don't know anything about that timetable, unfortunately. Okay. Thank um, you. Are you are you talking about the the bridge work or the potential for a redesign of Barton and M fourteen? Oh <laughs> no, I mean the the overhead bridge work that's happening. I was just wondering when that's due to to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. We can we can <laughs> ask our counterparts, but um, I'm not quite you sure. Don't, yeah. You don't get updated on those. <laughs> <laughs> just about as quickly as you do so um but um, it's tantalizing josh to think about the other project you mentioned as well but i imagine that's the stuff for a future series of meetings <laughs> yeah that that is one i mean we've been in early conversations with 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 the, the planning and the stuff i mean obviously there's going to be a lot of conversations with the council and with the city and as they begin to move forward with what's going on we'll definitely have them come in front of pack to talk about how it would impact um, depending on what design, what, what they choose to do there, there could be some impact. There could be no impact to the parks parks over there, but, you know, we'll see where we're at with that one. So, um, and the last thing that I'm going to say in my report, um, so that I can be quiet at least for a bit, is um, I just, you know, it, I have been in this position, um, either interim or, or the new managers since January 3rd of this year, as we head through um, the end of 2020. I just want to thank everyone on this call um, for the support. And, and the dedication that you've provided to me and to our team. Um, it, it has been a pleasure being in this position. Um, I'm excited about the future, excited about having a Darius and our team with us moving forward. So um, I just want to say thank you. I want everyone to have a happy holidays and, and just look forward to, to moving forward with everyone in 2023. So.
Thank you so much, Josh. It's it's certainly a pleasure for us to have you, to work with you, and now also to meet Adarius and to work with you, Adarius. Um, it's going to be a great year. We're really, really excited. And I and Scott and I, I can't. I I would not have been able to get through this year without this group, Scott and Hillary specifically, and everyone else. But but Hillary and Scott did an awful lot as I tried to figure out what I was doing. So. Thank you so much. Adam was amazing as well. I could go through lots of people, but they'll start playing music and kick me off. So um. thank you, staff. You you do have an amazing staff, Josh. I I uh, think there's a the the um, fact that Ann Arbor is a world class park system is not you alone. You're here. We're going to move on to a couple other reports. Uh, Larry, do we have a report from RAC this time? Yeah, just a short report. RAC, uh, Recreation Advisory Commission, met last week. Uh, we welcome three new members to RAC. Uh, one of those three is a student. Uh, we had a report on fall team sports uh, that was very good, very high participation, almost back to pre-pandemic levels. Um, and Reconet has started collecting demographic information on the participants in the team sports. And finally, we welcomed uh, Donna Dishman, who's been a part of uh, Reconet for a long time, but to a new role uh, where she'll she'll take on more uh, responsibility. That's the update. Wonderful. Uh, questions for Larry on Rack. All right. Thanks so much. Um, Anne, do we have anything from the environmental this time? No, nothing to report. Our meeting this month has been postponed to early January. All right. Thank you, um, Steve. Anything from Center of the City? Really nothing um, new from, from last time. We've still divvied up in the same uh, future-looking sort of RFP uh, planning for the center of the city space and then a sort of present-looking uh, programming and space activation. And so those, those groups are proceeding uh, with, those, with those charges at the moment. All right. Thank you. Um, I think we'll we'll move on to new business now with the bike subcommittee. I figured we can sort of combine. Anne, if you have additional comments, please feel free. But we also still have Adam with us. Uh, so thanks so much for sticking around, Adam. Um, uh, can you take us through this uh, report and resolution, please? So Adam, for some reason, we can't hear you suddenly. I'm not sure. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, great. great. Thank you. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, so we came to you um, just a couple of months ago to kind of give you an update at where we were um, with our report. And I believe um, we have a resolution in today. Um, for you to take action on. I just kind of wanted to go over some of the recommendations that are in there and allow time for any questions that you might have. 
Um, so as you might know, it was made up of city staff um, and community members. Um, and we had a PAC rep representative in Ann. Um, and so this group met throughout um, the summer and we looked at various topics um, and we had kind of met together so the kind of go over three objectives. One was understand the community's wants and needs regarding bike recreation. Um, two was to develop an approach for the creation of a bikes of bike specific amenities, such as a pump track or additional trails. And three was to develop guidelines to support PAC and city staff with bike recreation operations and maintenance. Um, so now I'll kind of get into the recommendations. So our first recommendation, um, looking at community and support. And what we found was that bike recreation has a strong support in the city of Ann Arbor, and there is a desire for better infrastructure and amenities throughout the city. Um, any future bike recreation opportunities should prioritize community preferences. We heard this um, in pros plans comments. We had a pros plan specific focus group. Um, it was something that was routinely called out as a want. Um, and the public process for bike recreation doesn't end with these recommendations. Um, any major initiatives or projects, we wanna do a robust community engagement um, to talk about locations, designs, features, proposed activities. Um, there is the need to kind of reach out. And one thing that we've seen is in bike recreation, you can talk as a whole, but there's also subdivisions in there looking at different things. And so it's gonna be important to engage with those residents. Recommendation two, um, we would like to ask PAC for the creation of a bike pump track subcommittee. Um, so we recommend the for formation of a bike pump track subcommittee to continue the progress towards the creation of a bike pump track. Um, the subcommittee, we want to kind of focus on the following items, which is developing a community outreach strategy around the pump track. Um, potential partnerships, so identifying organizations or groups who'd be interested in partnering with us, um, like the skate park, I think, partnered with the county, um, who's out there that might want to participate in this. Um, a big portion of this will be funding, um, identifying funding opportunities to assist with both the development and the construction. Um, that's going to be an important aspect moving forward. Uh, the pump track location, so further develop location criteria, needs, and wants to generate a scoring matrix and identify potential pump track locations. In this study, we kind of came up with a list of things we want and need. So this is to further that and actually start putting it as real world possibilities of where this could go. And then begin pump track design. So um, begin generating conceptual imagery design something that can be used for community engagement and fundraising efforts. Um, when a pump track idea was first brought to me, I had no idea what it was and I'm kind of in that realm. So it's something that's gonna be really important to communicate well. Um, and this will be a good step in getting that um, information out there. Third recommendation is to develop a risk management plan. So the committee recommends developing a risk management plan for bike recreation to ensure that trails and bike amenities are designed, built, managed, and maintained appropriately. Due to the unique nature of bike recreation, it's important that rules, regulations, and policies are updated and reviewed regularly to help protect users in the city. Um, what this should include is identifying a risk management point person. So who's the person that you go to to ask these questions when you're a knowledgeable person? Um, writing a philosophy statement, what, what is our expectation? What are we trying to achieve when we look at risk? 
We need to do an inventory of the existing trail system. Since I've been involved in this committee, I've learned so many different things that we have out there. And so it's important to be able to have access to that and know what we have. Um, we need to establish a trail design and construction policy. So if we're going to put a new trail somewhere, if we need to construct something, we need a set of standards so that we're doing this safely um, in a way that's going to last. Um, we need to develop an effective signage system, not only in case there's an emergency. She goes in the next one, which was develop an emergency plan. If someone gets hurt at um, one of the bike parks, how do EMS know where to find you? How do you know how to get out of there? Because a lot of these trails are deep in our nature areas. And so we need a way to be able to safely get people help if they need it. Um, and establish a trail inspection and maintenance po maintenance policy. So being able to just go out there, um, taking a look and knowing that this trail is not safe, we need to do this, this trail is safe. Um, that's going to be an important aspect for risk management. Um, and then maintain the trail system consistent with our maintenance policy. So um, and we'll touch on this in, in just a bit, but we have volunteers helping. So we want to make sure that we're consistent across and that we're treating all of these the same. So people have a level of expectation when they come to an Ann Arbor Parks Trail that it's going to be up to a certain level of safety. Recommendation four, community involvement guidelines. So the biking community is very active and interested in helping to support the maintenance of bicycle amenities here. Um, developing a set of guidelines to maintain consistency and keep to park standards is important to help facilitate community involvement. The biking community is very active here. Um, they've been really helpful whenever we've reached out for ideas or part of this group or part of the pros plan. It's really evident that they want to help. And so we need to be able to provide an avenue for them to help in a way that keeps standards going. So what this is going to um, need to do is research and develop protocol structure and guidelines for volunteer maintenance. How are we going to deal with the influx of volunteers? Establish instructions, standards, approval steps, and expectations. If you're going to volunteer, this is what we're going to expect out of you, and this is what you can expect out of us. And we've kind of worked with like one or two groups here in the past, and there's kind of been different levels of how much we've been willing to help or give. And so this is kind of a way to set that expectation for everyone. Um, we need to develop standards and protocols for proposing new recreational features, such as jumps, berms, bridges, trail obstacles. Um, this is one of the reasons this group was formed, is we had people approaching us to enhance the jumps at Bandemir. And we are kind of like, what does that actually mean and how can that impact? Um, so we need a way that someone can come to us um, and we can handle that appropriately. Develop simple protocols for volunteers to report, record, and highlight volunteer hours, efforts, and results just to help us how who's coming, what groups are there, and how are we keeping track of that was going to be really helpful. Um, recommendation number five is a dedicated bike staff uh, member. So we recommend identifying a dedicated staff person to focus on bike recreation. As with previous recommendations, um, this currently handle is handled by multiple areas, individuals. So having one staff person dedicated to overseeing it is going to help ensure these recommendations move forward. Right now, we have people coming to park planning, so Hillary and myself. We have volunteers reaching out to Give 365 or NAP, who handles a lot of our nature areas, and then park operations. 
we're all kind of talking and trying to make sure we're coordinated. But if you have one person there, it helps kind of make sure that the information is going to the right person. Um, that person will also be responsible for moving forward with bike recreation recommendations. We all have a full plate, um, but being able to like push these forward and having someone that that's their job will really help move this in the right direction. And then lastly, there's no funding currently available for a, um, for the created dedicated bike recreation position. Right now, we're all kind of doing this on top of our normal jobs, which um, we'll get to into a second, but we need to make sure that funding is appropriately set aside for this person to help out. So you're not taking away from the other things we have going. So recommendation six is funding. So currently support for bike recreation comes from a number of different park areas where there is no dedicated funding allocated for trail maintenance for bike recreational amenities. Park staff um, to help kind of determine what's needed should set up accounts to better track spending related to bike recreation, which will allow us to analyze resources being spent and identify how much more is needed. Um, the current uh, millage dollars, if we move them to support bike recreation, it means the other projects maintenance and support aren't gonna be um, provided. Um, we have the funds set up for one thing. If we need to move them from there, something else will um, not get that. Um, so for bike recreation to really move forward, it's imperative that additional funding be found to support the recommendations in this report. So um, with that, thank you and happy to answer any questions that I can um, do. And I, I believe that you should have had the report um, sent to you. So you should have the full PDF um, and happy to answer questions about that as well. Thank you very much. It's a really thorough report and um, uh, and very detailed recommendations as well. Uh, Ruth, I see you have a question. Yeah, and I have not read the report. So Adam, uh, you may address this in the report. Um, but, you know, I think a couple of meetings ago, we had someone talk about conflicts between walkers and bicyclists. Um, do you address that in the report or is that something that we can address? I believe it's mentioned, but I think part of what the trail standards is, we want to make sure there's bike trail specific standards and then also talking with um, when I mentioned signage, so it's going to be really important in our nature areas where we have trails to identify this is for bikes, this might be for pedestrians, and really looking at how we design these. Um, I think one of the, I think in the report somewhere, I don't have it in front of me, was talking about being intentional with designs for bike trails. So just because we have trails through nature area doesn't mean that they're set up for bikes. Um, we allow them right now, but when we we want to start focusing on creating ones for bikes only um, so that they're kind of up to that standard. And I, and I think the other part of it is by having having a, a clearer focus on bike recreation as we move forward allows us to to better communicate with the various bike groups that are in the community um, to educate on that, you know, to, to do reminders. You know, um, for for the last umpteen years, and whatever number I give is wrong, but it'll be that plus whatever else is there. You know, the bike recreation was taking place, and there wasn't really this great connection between parks and these users, um, because because those are those. It's a program that you can go out and do by yourself. You don't need to sign up for it. You don't need to interact with it. 
But you have this network now because of the pandemic and because of social media and because of this that we are now working to get closer with so that if we know that the Potawatomi Bike Club is 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 having some issues on this side of town with, with walkers, we can reach out to them directly because we've got this relationship with them and we have these set of guidelines there. So it is, as, as Adam mentioned, it's being much more intentional um, in how we how we work with this recreation component of our city parks program. We have a resolution that goes along with this report and set of recommendations. Um, and the resolution uh, simply recommends that uh, city council accept the report and adopt the recommendations as proposed to be used as guidelines for the current and future bike recreation um, discussion. Um, and would anybody like to uh, comment on that resolution or move its approval? Rachel, go ahead. I had an additional question. Please. I was wondering how the recommendations and the work therein would be divvied up between volunteers and paid staff. Um. The, the vast majority of what is in the recommendation um, is, is somewhat going on right now already. You know, so we have a lot of volunteer work that is taking place with trail maintenance with that. Um, you know, I think that is not going to go away. Um, you know, I think that we, in order for us, in order for us to be successful in the, in the Ann Arbor parks, we rely on volunteers heavily. The, you know, our Adopt-A-Park program, our, our park stewards, um, these these bike volunteer groups, um, you know, summer CITs, variety of different things. You go down the list, we have a number of programs that are only survive because of, of volunteers. You know, I think that our our goal is that we continue to, to evolve that volunteer group within bike recreation and increase the number of volunteer hours that we have with it with the understanding that there are going to be a need for a, a staff people to to manage those volunteers to to be more regular with with some maintenance you know because at the end of the day if there's issues on a, on a trail we can't get volunteers out of there we need to make sure that staff are out there so i would see i would see you know i would see that my my goal with these recommendations is that the vast majority of it um allows us to do to to be more effective with our volunteer usage by having dedicated staff that can can having staff that can focus on it and 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 provide the support to the volunteers when necessary and pull the right people in when they when when necessary as well from the staff side of it so um you know a a, a split a straight split i can't say for sure um but i think that's the end goal is we've got these we have these things in place when I think about the, the pump track, I look at the relationship that we have with the, the friends of the skate park. And I see that being very similar to what may move forward with a bike pump track if that comes to fruition. And if that comes to fruition, then we also have that subset that can support with some other bike recreation throughout the city as well. So. For the strategic pieces, though, like developing an emergency response plan, which I thought was very thoughtful, and um, identifying funding sources, 
some of those pieces that were less about trail maintenance and usage, but more about the um, strategic approach to creating a system and a systemized process. Uh, would that be led by the department? It, yes, it would. Yes, it would, because at the end, we need to know exactly what those policies are. We may we may rely on volunteers who are more ingrained with the bike recreation communities um, that has some understanding of it and have some expertise in it. Um, but yes, we would be driving that those processes to ensure. Um, and I'm sure that the legal department would much rather have um, a, a, a staff person being the one that drives that as opposed to um, a, a volunteer at this point. So. Thank you. And, and the other thing that I will add, I mean, one of the big things is obviously these are recommendations for us how to best do bike recreation moving forward. Supporting this resolution, supporting this these recommendations does not mean that the there will be a full-time bike recreation person in the next budget cycle. Um, what is saying that PAC understands that this is a need for us to be most successful, this is a recommendation that we need to have. Um, so it's not committing this group to saying do this in FY24 for the staff person, but understanding that that's the recommendation by this committee and acknowledging that for us to do it best, that, that is a direction to go. So. Other questions about the report um, and uh, the attendant resolution um, or a motion uh, for approval of the resolution. Yeah, I'd uh, like Anne. to move that we uh, approve the resolution. All right, motion by Anne. Is there a second? Uh, second. I'll second that. Second. No. Thank you, Steve. Second by Steve. Uh, any further discussion? All right, all those in favor of approval of the resolution, please say aye or raise your hand. Aye. 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 All opposed, no. All right, the motion carries. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Thanks so much for all your work today, Adam. <laughs> it's been a fun one. Appreciate it. Um, we now come to our second public commentary period. Um, each speaker will have three minutes. And uh, are there any callers on the line? Potentially. Um... Yep, we have um, caller ending on 194. You will be allowed to talk. Hello? Hi, we can hear Hi, you. Kirsten Thanks so much Mitchell. for calling. Great. Thank you. Hi, this is Rita Mitchell calling. I live at 621 Fifth Street, and um, just to let you know, I'm an environmental commissioner, and I'm also appointed to the Council of the Commons and serve with Steve Forster. And I want to say that I appreciate Steve's comments tonight. Um, and just to add that um, the PROS plan is something that can really help us um, as it, it's designed to indicate support for the center of the city. So that's the kind of thing that, that I feel like we're looking for in general um, and to just help us move forward as we determine how to do so. And it's, it's complicated, but I think we'll see some important and interesting things coming out this year. Um, I wanna put on my other hat now um, from the environmental commission side. And I would just wanna um, 
ask for some um, sensitivity from my perspective anyway, without knowing a lot about the bike pump tracks. Um, a concern that I have is that you mentioned them being in natural areas. And I worry about fragmentation of the natural areas for the purpose of, of uh, retaining um, space for our wildlife and native plantings. So that's a concern that I have. And I hope that NAP is involved with planning this, the areas. Ideally, um, pump track trails would go through non-sensitive areas and maybe even in areas that would allow you all to take out some buckthorn and other invasives. Um, the other thought that I had was um, about the turf grass. And I want to say that with respect to the pros plan, again, I really appreciate the um, indications of um, potential use of non-mode areas and introducing other than mode turf grass in, in the parks. And I've, it's really great to see it in there. And thank you all for including that um, because I think it will be helpful to us also in the, in the future. There are some great goals to have less use of fossil fuels for mowing greater um, habitat for all kinds of pollinators and other wildlife. Those are the things that, that come to mind for me. So I wanna say thank you tonight. I think this has been a, a really good meeting and I appreciate listening. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye-bye, thank you so much for calling. Um, any other callers on the line, Josh? Uh, yep, one more and then 464. Uh, you should be allowed to speak now. You need to unmute yourself. Oh, no, there we go, Sarah. Oh, that's wrong. Hi. Okay, I think you can hear me now, yeah? Yes, we can hear you. Thanks for calling. Oh, th thank you. So this is Linda Barauer again. I live on 3rd Street. I called earlier. I'm the former park commissioner that called earlier. And I want to just follow up on my comment about the library lot being mentioned in the pros plan and it's a fair point i don't know i'm just on the call i'm not i don't have the zoom so i don't know which commissioner um pointed out the zoning issue and i want to just acknowledge that that's a fair point i totally understand that zoning is not in the ballywick of pack um and i also acknowledged in my original comments that i am quite aware that the library lot has not been formally folded into the park system um, I think there's a couple of simple steps that need to be taken to do that. Um, but I understand that council has the last word on that. So, and that hasn't been done yet. Um, but it is a per, it is, um, it needs to, it is mentioned in the pros plan several times, but I was advocating for a stronger support in activating it in the pros plan. And I think there is grounds for that because by charter amendment, I mean, the charter amendment, I don't have the words in front of me, but the charter amendment, it has the words permanent, public, and park, apropos of that property. So it is totally legitimate to provide support in the pros plan for using it as permanent public civic space. And I'm encouraging you to do that. Um, it is mentioned many times in the pros plan and it's completely appropriate to do that because just like you mentioned every a lot of other open spaces in the pros plan that aren't technically within the park system like all the wonderful ann arbor public schools uh open spaces you know like um pioneer woods etc cetera, etc cetera. so i just wanted to clarify my comments i understand the constraints you're under 
but I do want to encourage you to provide um, more robust support of using that as public open space starting like right now. And I was happy to hear, I don't know which park staffer mentioned that um, the parks department has been having internal staff discussions about how to handle, you know, the issue of zoning, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm happy to hear that. And again, thank you for all your wonderful work on PAC. Thanks so much for calling back. We appreciate it. Uh, Josh, are there any other callers? No, there are not. All right. Thank you. Thanks to everybody who called in today. Um, we now move on to commission proposed business. We have our 2023 uh, PAC meeting calendar. Back to Josh one more time. Uh, yeah, this is a simple one. Um, this is just, uh, all right, we're scheduled to be on the, the third Tuesday of every month. Uh, with the exception of February and June, um, because the third Monday is a holiday, which means that council moves to the Tuesday. Um, so we have historically moved um, to the to the fourth Tuesday on those months. Um, it, there, I don't believe there, there's not a need to do anything. Um, when I reviewed it, it's not actually a, you know, there isn't a first, second, or, you know, an approval, but any questions about the schedule? Um, does it look good? And if so, we can, we will get those put into calendars um, here shortly. So we have a special meeting January 3rd. Yeah. So this is the regularly scheduled meetings. So this is, this is separate from that. The special meeting will be January 3rd, which is not on this calendar um, because this is the regular scheduled meeting. So. Okay. And that's not going to replace the meeting later in January. It, it is not. Um, there's okay. some some budget things that might be a part of it. There's just some timing issues that I can't, if, if we don't have enough for January, I won't, but okay. I, at this point there, it's there. I, I had hoped really, I tried hard Ruth. I tried to that's get it fine. all worked out, um, but you know, I just wanted to make sure. So yes, we, yeah, no, that's fine. I just want to clarify for my own and maybe yep. everybody else's calendars. Yeah. I, and, okay. and please, it'll cut, the January 3rd one will come out this week. That'll be put out, put out there because we want to get it before the holidays. But uh, we definitely need a quorum on that one because we want to get um, that pros plan um, represented. So um, if, if all is good with this, if I can get a thumbs up, I don't think there needs to be an emotion or anything else other than we're all good. So thank all right. you. Thank you. Um, all right. Other comments on the calendar for next year? All right. Well, um, we are now at uh, communications, which are included in our packet. And if there are no further comments, uh, then we will adjourn for today. I want to thank everybody for joining. It was a very productive meeting today, especially at the end of the year. It was fabulous that we were able to get together, get a quorum for this important meeting. Um, so thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Laura. everyone. You, Happy, New you, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Welcome, Darius. Yeah, thank you again. <laughs> Welcome.